Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Square Ball Podcast. Welcome to the show, brought to you in association with Levi Solicitors, who will offer you a 10% discount on your legal fees. LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball range of services, Michael include. <gasps> What's for a book of Oh, that was very are we, quick. Are we in the time limits? No, 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 no. All right, good. I just wanted to throw to you because you're the one who does the exciting part here. Wills, probate, conveyancing, loads of other services. Yep. Litigation, uh, services for your business. Professional negligence. Professional negligence. If you want to have a go at someone about that, who's done some negligence to you. You can um, <laughs> in a professional capacity. In a professional capacity. Yeah. You can um, employment law if you need to sue, sue the employment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, that's that's also useful. So the website in it. That's where you can find the details of all that. Dan, Michael, and Rob with you as we do this week's propaganda. Another Leeds victory. So these are always nicer when that's the case, isn't it? Just, just, it's a lot just easier. A, a parade of three 0 victories, isn't it? At the moment. Sick of it. You're bored of it yet? No. Please, <laughs> let's just keep doing this until the end of the season. Three nils. The um, it's the sky rewarded, isn't it? Sometimes when people forfeit games and stuff, I think it, you could be you were given a 3-0. You suggesting we could have saved ourselves a 10-hour round trip to Cardiff by just if having them forfeit the game. Yeah, if they'd have held their hands up and gone, look, we, we've had a look at your squad. It seems unlikely we're going to win. Yeah, we, we've been training terribly, been playing terribly. Just save, save the time. We have a week off, you have a week off. The Premier League are doing that weird half mid-season break thing, aren't they? We don't get that luxury in the, uh, in the Champo. This whole thing is admittedly pointless, so let's crack on. Just crack on. And let's crack on with the show then. So what have we got in terms of stuff that has been said in the football world this week? Presumably we are starting with Cardiff stuff then, Michael. We will do, yeah. There's, uh, there was more than I thought there'd be, actually. Okay. I think because Leeds United are kind of a big deal, everyone likes to do something about us, don't they? They, they might do stuff every week. I, I don't check Cardiff on a weekly basis. Um, Nuvum. 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 Mm-hmm. NVM. Never mind. I, I immediately thought of never mind, which possibly shows that I grew up with Nirvana knocking about. Mm. Do you want to hear them as we go one nil up? Given that that is the purpose of the show, <laughs> it would probably be a sensible place to start. Oh, we've been sliced open. You absolute donkeys. Some jokers. There you go. Donkeys and jokers. Pretty mild, isn't it's it? It's not as intimidating as it used to be, is it, Dan? Lobbing piss and coins. Exactly. Pathetic. Uh, no, but no, it's, it's better not to do that, probably, isn't it? What, the old piss and coins? Yeah. It really can ruin your day out, can't it? Having a pound coin embedded in your eye. Mm. Soaked in piss. 
Anyway, what happened after that? We went 2-0 up, didn't we? Yeah, they were, um, I mean, as we thought it might be as well, truth be told. Thought it might be offside. It wasn't offside. And they also, um, we need to pick them up for factual errors here as well because they get Dan James's nickname wrong. Offside! 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 Are you joking? Offside! players as well. Oh, I see what you mean. You jack bastard. Yeah, that's not his name, is it? No, he's not. Little, he's, a little, he's a little scum bastard, as well, everyone knows. Little Swansea bastard, if you're going to call him LSB. Yeah, that's true enough. Yeah. Just doesn't suit him, does it, little jack bastard? If you look at him, you go, yeah, he's a little scum bastard. Look at his face. <laughs> Bless him. He was dead good, wasn't he, again, Dan James? Yeah. It's nice being good, isn't it? Yeah. I didn't see Dan James being good, being necessarily the story this year. No. I have to say. Particularly after that Birmingham game where he gave away that, that like penalty. And you're like, oh, it's still Dan James, isn't it? Yeah. He's, he seems to, his decision-making seems to be better. And he's obviously getting involved in more goals. Mm. Just keeps kicking it in the net, doesn't he? Yeah. Which is really nice. And he does it better than when he was up front as well, weirdly. Because when, when he was doing that, yeah. I think everyone got a bit sick of seeing that, didn't they? Which is it's unfair on Dan James, isn't it? Because he never wanted to play up front. You wouldn't have thought. No, no. But anyway, he's um, he's doing well. We're doing well. Are we doing quite well enough? Uh, well, no, because we're fourth. We're still yeah, fourth, aren't but, we? Yeah, I keep forgetting that Southampton are above us now. It's a bit annoying. That final day showdown, though. Whoa, promotion at stake. I kind of want it to be obviously us in second, but then if it's not us, I want it to be Southampton because. I've seen Ipswich and I'm sure they haven't given a good account of themselves against us compared to other teams because they seem to mainly be winning. They looked shit, didn't they? So mm-hmm. I'm just thinking, get them in the playoffs, smash them to bits, get promoted. Fine. Whereas, Sal- whereas Southampton were three up in about half an hour, weren't they? Something daft, which I wasn't such a fan of. Yeah, I did read a thing a week or so ago. It was when Southampton were 17 games unbeaten. I know they have extended that, but it was pointing out that they've just basically played a load of bottom half teams and admittedly beaten us so read into that what you will but mm. if we can just play and beat all the other bad teams maybe it'll work out fine well we've got a perfect home record almost and all our away games now are against lower teams mm. so it's set up for a how, how many games have we got left 19 games yeah 19 wins 19 three nils 19 wins <laughs> I, I won't I won't insist on three nil in every game okay just give a bit of variety um, should we check in on them at half time, see what they made of it then? Presumably they were, they, they, they calmed down, they were happy and no? No. Okay, so that's the end of the first half and that was absolutely shocking. I mean, 2-0 down, two pathetic goals to concede as well, just complete defensive clangers again. Uh, one of them in particular, letting Dan James pass it in, would have been offside if McGuinness wasn't such a donkey. And aside from that, Itete glued to the floor, Siopis has been absolutely shocking as well and well until Ruben Cole came on we, we started to look a little bit better but I'm, I, I'm sorry but that was woeful these players have not turned up again today and my god do we need a striker because we've got no depth up there absolutely terrible sign a striker sign a striker sign a left back sign a right back these are all the things we're saying if you ever watch uh, snagging videos Snagging videos, so people, people snagging are, when you do it, repairing stuff, basically. Yeah, 
this, the Welsh accent saying shocking is just reminding me of a bloke that I ended up seeing clips of all the time who goes around new build houses pointing out like there's a cracked tile under there. This this um, banister's loose. Look at the state of the woodwork around this door. Shocking. Shocking. Winkle Spanner. He says that a lot as well. Winkle Spanner. <laughs> you, I think that can be the title of the episode, can it? Can be. Are you watching those videos in between your little Google Maps adventures? Is it? <laughs> Listen, the hours absolutely flying by on an <laughs> evening. I'm having a little wander around Rosario. I've got my big slipper on and I'm watching some <laughs> a man point out the errors in new build homes. With reference to your big slipper, we were talking about that in the office just before we um, we came in to record. And for anybody who's not familiar with the big slipper, it's it's a mono slipper, an omni slipper. What's the colour? Hearing aid beige? Yes, that's what I would And it's the sort of thing that you would expect. If there was an advert for it, It'd feature an old woman with her feet. Well, I think I'm the new, could be the new face of it. Right. To appeal to the youth demographic, which is what I do. Yes. Very much so, yeah. And you've been, been good you, though, not it? Because it's been cold here in, in the UK, hasn't it? Around Leeds, so. I see, everyone else is just, they're suffering, thinking, oh, my feet are a bit cold, not me. Uh, I put socks on. Yeah, we don't look tragic either. Got so. a problem, I'll just fix it. I'm not going to worry about it. Just, just deal with it is what I'm saying. It's just mad the amount of things in life that you refuse to pay for, but you will buy a big slipper. <laughs> you are such a catch, honestly. Right, let's check in on them at full time anyway. Absolute shocking. Well, that second half was a bit better, wasn't it? But judging it from a whole, absolutely terrible. I, I, I don't even, aside from the second half, which at times we improved a bit, I have absolutely nothing positive to say. We absolutely need sign-ins before next next Saturday against Plymouth because aside from that, we just have no depth. Some of the players just clearly aren't good enough and we just gave Leeds so much respect. This is meant to be treated like a rivalry, yet we go out there like it's a training game. Some of these players are honestly an absolute joke. It's unbelievable. What do you think? You can see that Leeds are, you know, head and shoulders above Cardiff quality-wise, but uh, that doesn't give the excuse of just not turning up and trying to fight for the ball. Supposed to be a rivalry, lads. I mean, it sort of is. It, was, mean, one, it was one of those ones we had to settle for when we were stuck in, it's in not the Championship for ages. No, you, can, you can dislike clubs because they dislike you. Like, it always felt like we had sort of a low-key... I don't know, I think with West Ham, for example, like in the 80s. Mm. I think it's just fixtures that are sort of based on spite, isn't it, really? Which is that used yeah. to it. I think we've said before, though, that Cardiff's team now just lacks a load of championshipy bastards. And it did feel like that at the weekend. Yeah, there's only really... Rawls, wasn't it, who was in their team? We were like, oh, he's been there ages. And he's hardly like Steve Morrison, is he, or something? No. Well, yeah, I, I don't I don't know anything about him. No. Rawls, what position does he play? <laughs> don't know. <laughs> Midfield? inventor of the roll plug what I will say is there's no way we should check oh god no well, why would we we're, get, we're going to get out of this shit division hey you know that Cardiff City fan mm. you know the one that Cardiff City fan yeah Yeah. how's he getting on he's alright he's alright he's, he's, he? he's only a kid bless him oh are we Are we about to dig out some children then are we no I, I, I like him so this is just for the avoidance of doubt that Cardiff City fan this was the introduction to the to the to his video to yes. the video right, to the stream Hello everyone, welcome back to That Cardiff City Fan Channel. Before we get into this video, make sure you consider subscribing and liking this video. It helped me out a lot as my old channel got banned, blah blah blah, uh, etc. Welcome to this video, this match day vlog, as Cardiff City take on Leeds United in one of our biggest game of the season. 
it's going to be a really tough game today. I hope Cardiff can at least get a draw. I just don't want to bottle a 2-0 lead again for the third time in a row. I hope we don't bottle a lead and then they can score in the 95th minute again. But yeah, I uh, hope it'll be a good game. My score prediction will be 1-0 to Leeds. 1-0 to Leeds. Optimistic. They yeah. didn't bottle a 2-0 lead, to be fair to them. They didn't. No. Was there, a, to the brief. was there a point that we were 2-0 up and you thought, hmm. Not logically, no. Because I was watching that game and I know the previous guy, Nuvum, was saying they were better second half. I didn't think they were. No. You did keep referencing the, um, the championship game under Bielsa. That is true, yeah. Where we blew a 3-0 lead. <laughs> yeah. Brought Pascal on for his debut. In what was a canter, almost of similar proportions, wasn't it, that first part? Yeah, it really mm-hmm. was. In fact, it was probably more so because we were just... It felt the second half was very much foot off the gas in this one. It felt like we'll probably score again just by grinding them down. But that... 3 0 at home, it felt like we, that could have turned into about 7 or 8 0 at one point, and then all of a sudden it was, it was 3 all, and it was like, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, indeed. What, I did, why, why did he get a ban by the way, this well, young child? I did, I did check this, right? Because you never know, dear, with um, even though he's a kid, you know, but sometimes people get bans for good reasons, right? But this was his, and I actually felt, I actually feel quite sorry for him because he's obviously quite emotional about it. I think it was the music at the football games, but um. One day I woke up and my channel had been banned. So I had been working on my channel for three years when I get taken down and I had built it up about 350 subscribers, which are very important to me. And I just want to put this video up there to see if I can get like any subscribers or views or just leave comments and likes on videos if you can, please. I just, three years down the drain for me, just, I posted over a thousand videos on there like, I put a lot of time into that channel now. You may seem like it's not your problem, but... I feel like we need some sad music underneath this. I feel really sorry for him. I know. Bless him. It's a real life lesson, that, isn't it, for him? Mind put you, if that, that if that silly little chump doesn't understand copyright law, <laughs> not my problem, is it? <laughs> I think we should instruct some solicitors to send him a letter. <laughs> You're going to... Listen... I know you've been banned from YouTube. That's just that's the tip of the iceberg. You're, gonna, you're looking at you're looking at six six to nine months for this. <laughs> it's it's going to be a, it's a yeah. You're going to be tried as an adult as well. Straight in, <laughs> straight into a man's prison. <laughs> Bless him. Like and subscribe for him. That Cardiff City fan. Give him. He's only got. He's got like thirty odd subscribers now. Right. Over a thousand videos. Oh, it'd be brilliant if you got a load of subscribers that were Leeds fans. <laughs> I think that'd be really nice. Like and subscribe and be nice to him. How do you think you'd get on inside a men's prison? Uh, probably be running the place. Yeah. Would I still be, I'd be allowed to take my big slipper in? What, because you've kind of got, like the guards are going to let you do the privileges, stuff like, like contraband, I, whatever. I imagine my privileges would extend to a big slipper. It would right. really command respect that, wouldn't it? <laughs> He's a real <laughs> tough guy. You don't want to mess with him. Yeah. Now seriously, how do you reckon you'd get on? I don't think it'd... I feel like it wouldn't be good. I don't think it'd end well for any of us. No, I think I'd be like holding a bloke's pocket within about five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> right, then let's uh, let's check in on the next clip, uh, which is... Well, I mean, he does some good swearing here, which is nice. Oh, kids swearing, always funny. So, And he's he's also really pessimistic, which I think uh, made me warm to him a little bit, because this, this clip starts where Bamford goes through and then ends with Dan James scoring. Save Annie. 2 0. Daniel fucking James. 2 0. 
team. And I'm telling you now, those Leeds fans just went absolutely bonkers. Does he kiss his mother with that mouth? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't ask about his mum, actually. All right. Another target? Make a note <laughs> in the comments. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's good to hear a child swearing, though. Yeah, it? yeah, definitely. It's good fun. Should be encouraged. Can you remember the first time you swore at football? Uh, no. I can remember mine. I remember being able to do it, though. Yeah. Like, in a way that was accepted. It was just like, yeah, it's fine. You're just joining in. Was it kind of a, did you side-eye your dad as if to say, am I allowed to do this? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I remember being excited going home and saying, like, what dad had been swearing. Yeah. And it was fun. <laughs> it was just like, you can shout the referee's a wanker and it's... It's the right buzz, isn't and it? your mum slapped you and went, you little bastard, you can't swear. She was like, it's fine if you just say it in football. Yeah. I was like, cool. Not in the house. In that case, I shall keep going. As an outlet for my rage, which thankfully as, a, <laughs> as an almost 40-year-old man, I've continued. <laughs> Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This is their this is their one chance they had where if you remember, they went through on the right-hand side. I think he was, he more or less passed it straight to Melier. Hmm. He could have crossed it. Was it a shot? He he's not sure either. It's irrelevant. What? what the fuck was that? What the fuck? Come on. Come on, boys. When did you swear at a football match, Rob? Can you remember? I can't remember. I do remember the first time I went to Ellen Road. I came home with the match programme and wrote in a permanent marker all the, all the chants with swear words I'd heard. Yeah. It, that was the most exciting part of the day. And uh, where are we going now? This is him filming our third goal, and you can kind of hear the unfolding of it as Dan James is running. There's a bit of a... The collision? Do you get the collision? There's a bit of a, like, oh, fucking hell, around the collision, and then you, the goal and all that. Yeah,
isn't it nice to know that you're ruining other people's days rather than having your own ruined? And that's ultimately what football's about. Yeah, pretty much. When you when you you know distill it down to its essence, it's about making other people sad so you don't have to. To be fair, I was expecting more from that. I feel like if that was Rasmus Christensen bumping into mm. who, from last season, Max Verber or Robin Cock, Ellen Road would have been torn down, quite frankly. But I think we got I, quite close to it at the time. I suspect the anarchy would have really, really set in though. When you know when we were two 0 up and they were still standing off us, could you imagine mm. that Ellen Road? Mm. It's a little bit like how we played against Brighton under Gracia when nobody could quite come to terms with not pressing them because that's exactly what they wanted us to do. And then a clip emerges afterwards of Jesse on the sideline going, they're scared, <laughs> they're scared. Scared of you, man. Do you want, uh, I mean, I've not got any clips of Jesse. Uh, did you listen to any of his Simon Jordan? Not thing? yet. I need to be in the right frame of mind to do it. It's much the same, really, isn't it? He's just, he's playing the hits every time. Yeah, I've actually wrote like the magazine this morning. <laughs> but, um, the underlying numbers. Uh, I, I just really like how... Um, he keeps slagging off like, oh, the British media are just awful to me, blah, blah, blah. They're, they're pathetic and all this. And it's like in the last two weeks, he's spoken to the Mail, the Telegraph, <laughs> and Simon Jordan's podcast and another podcast. He needs to come on this one. Does he though? Yeah. Mm. I think we could have some fun with him. Mm. It would be, yeah. I'd quite like to see that happen right now. <laughs> it just seems to, he's, like, he's just saying the same things and not once does he go, yeah, it didn't really work out that, did it? I think <laughs> that's, what, that's what you'd hope for. You'd you would you'd hope for the humility to say, do you know what? We were trending in the right direction if you look at the underlying numbers, but I can't deny that it just wasn't good enough. The results weren't good enough. And obviously I have to take responsibility for that because I'm the manager, but it's always like, well, it, it, I was unfairly done to. Mm. Not right. He also ignores like the fact that the underlying numbers are on XG and stuff. The game state generally was that we were losing. Yeah. So therefore you naturally have more attacks and stuff because you're chasing the, game. Because the other team are like, well, we'll just wait here and then knock a ball diagonally over the top and we'll score. So, which is exactly what people, which is a, which is a perfectly like logical plan against us. It's exactly what Crystal Palace figured out to do, wasn't it? Mm. Like, that first half, we had the run of them; they, they couldn't cope with the closing down. And was it one all at half time? We got in at or something like that. I can't quite can't remember. remember. But either way, and they were just like, lads, just just plop it over them, just <laughs> plonk it over them, hit the channels, be right. Yeah, and yeah. it was reet for them, wasn't it? But not for us. The main new thing to come out was that Simon Jordan asked him about his LinkedIn account saying why are you on LinkedIn and he laughed and said oh it was someone made me do it right was the gist of it okay. like, well was it you who, <laughs> who made you do it was it the British media made him do it right probably um, anyway, just back, get back, back to, to Cardiff I was going to say back to that Cardiff City fan um, should we hear his uh, full time assessment because yeah, sometimes you get a, a lengthy breakdown of what went wrong he keeps it short and I think it's uh, it's pretty accurate We've been well and truly battered today by a high-quality side, but we didn't get into the game today, and we were fucking shit. Yeah, fair play. He's, he's got it. He's covered it all off. I was going to say he's got a future in this, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah doing well. They need to do that more on the telly, don't they? Like when they when they cut to the Sky reporter who's inside the ground. Well, I'll tell you the truth. Um, <laughs> of the two sides, one was good, one was fucking shit. <laughs> back to you, Jeff. Three 0 Back, back See to you. you. Later. <laughs> I was going to say Jeff, but it's not Jeff anymore, is it? Um, Tic Tac fourteen. Mm. I don't know why he's doing it. I've put a screenshot on the, the our little prep sheet of, of how he recorded this. T- we'll, we'll stick this st- as a still in the video version. We'll send that one through so you can see it. It's on YouTube. Recording from, it's either an Amsterdam brothel or hell, isn't it? Mm. He's got, he got his blind down. So I don't know if that means these customers outside know he's, yeah. he's, he's busy doing one of his videos. Uh, but he was less impressed, as it turns out. So uh, that was a shocking game to watch. Um, really disappointing from uh, a Cardiff point of view. 
Uh, 3-0. Never going to really be happy with that. Um, I mean, none of the goals are really anything special either. I mean, if Leeds scored a banger, then fair enough, I wouldn't be as mad. But nothing was special. The majority of the game was just Leeds passing the ball around as well. I pay to watch that. It's so boring. That's good. Looks all right to me. I thought it looked fine. Just Leeds passing the ball, creating loads of chances. That said, scoring pe- loads of goals. People have got a little bit antsy at, at times, haven't they? Yeah, but that's, when we, but that's when we've been passing it around and not creating chances. Yeah. We could have won by about six or seven. Right. Created loads of chances. Mm. Okay. So, and I mean, Cardiff have moved out. They've had Warnock. They've had Neil Harris. They've had Steve Morrison. Like they've had they've had a bad run of managers. Yeah. Maybe they just don't they just don't appreciate it. Fine. Where should we go next then, Michael? Is that it for Cardiff? That'll do for Cardiff. Do you want to um No. Hear a bit of Chelsea fan TV? Well, as long as it's not Rory. It's Jennings, not Rory. Which I, is good. No, he's doing predictable. Chelsea are finished. Chelsea are not finished. Chelsea are the greatest thing I've yeah, ever seen. It's usual. I mean they did beat I've not checked actually, they beat Fulham didn't it the weekend and when we're building this community and thank you guys don't forget to like and subscribe but they lost to Middlesbrough tedious man in the week which was quite funny right um, it was away so this is one of the people from Chelsea Fan TV in Middlesbrough you've put here on the sheet it's a confusing place do you mean Middlesbrough I meant Chelsea Fan TV right just everyone's everyone's cross at this he's not sure if he's entirely angry at Chelsea or the state of public transport trying to get out of Middlesbrough but hey this is what the North's like for transport yeah it's fucking it's fucking shit as that Cardiff fan would would have said Um, and then he ends just not knowing where he is at all Middlesbrough is the is the short answer there is no trains home we gotta wait until 1am for the coach some people can't even afford a hotel they're gonna camp out at the train station don't tell me this is acceptable unacceptable disgraceful Bowley fucking signed some players. I am done with youth for this crap. Unacceptable. I am sorry I have tried to defend you and I will still defend you up to a point because I believe that there are ups and downs in a season. This is lower than low. I might as well have been a fucking strip club doing a pole dance. Unbelievable. This... It's unacceptable. That's all I have to say, guys. <laughs> the fury just... I think he's realised the strip club bit doesn't really make any sense. Yeah. Also, did he not check the trains before he went to Middlesbrough? <laughs> Was he just expecting one to be waiting for him? You know what it's like in London, though. You just you, you rock mm. up, you just jump on public transport. It's always there. Mm. Yeah. You, in the north, you're like, oh, there's, there was a... There was a train due in two hours, but it's cancelled. Yeah. So there's one, another one in six. What? Why? They just didn't fancy it. <laughs> just not... Any people, not but, any trains. But let's give London another five billion quid for a tunnel or something. Tracks are all bent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Some reasons. Anyway, likes Raheem Sterling then. With, with that game today, man, it was fucking pain to just watch, man. Because like I'm just watching sideways, backwards all the time. Like when we're trying to distribute the ball and uh, fucking Sterling, man. Ah, oh, man, I'm tired of seeing this guy play every fucking week, man. Like this guy is actually a terrorist to this football club, man. Ah, so that's um, it's evolved from the Arsenal war criminal, war criminal that was Arteta. Yes, to I think te- it's probably he's on the verge of being a war criminal again, isn't he, Arteta? I think because they haven't won for a bit. Mm. So uh, yeah, but he's a terrorist. I and think uh, Richard Keyes views him as a as a war criminal. <laughs> certainly, possibly. Um, but it's really catching. Is this because I can't remember if this is the same bloke 
chipping in or a different bloke, but this this idea has caught on because there's some he's just clearly waiting for another mention of Sterling to chip in again. Fucking shambles. That is absolute shambles. And it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It's fucking embarrassing to watch. As a Chelsea fan, I've been going to the games. I can tell you now, I've been going to the games with my dad for 20 years. That is by far the worst team I've seen. And last season as well, ever, from a Chelsea football fan. And, and the disrespect from the fans at the end there, there was three, three players that came to the end. That was Alfred Gilchrist, Levi Colwell and Thiago Silva. Only ones that were clapping at the end. Raheem Sterling, right? He has the brass neck to play a game like that. Takes 300 grand a week. He is fucking cacky. He, 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 criminal. He's criminal, mate. He, he don't do fuck. He's a terrorist to the club. Mate, mate. He, he he's a terrorist to the club. Keen to get it in again. Emphatic. I also like how the first guy was like, I'm sick of you for doing me head in. Raheem Sterling, he's a terrorist as well. <laughs> get them all out. Just barely just spend some money. I like that Chelsea just can't discover themselves anymore. I mean, the guy covered it off, really, didn't he? I've, I've been going to Chelsea 20 years. Ah. Uh, when did it? Yeah, which. Yeah. It's about when first, they started. Which is it? when they started being good. Yeah. So, you know, now you're not. Hopefully we go bankrupt soon. Yeah, that'd Once. be nice. It would. I mean, they do deserve it. Mm. It's it's really daft what they've done on the face of it. You do kind of look at it and go, well, it's a risk. Well, if we do enough of it, it'll take the Premier League <laughs> too long to investigate and they'll just give up. It's quite funny, um, the Everton and Forest thing, isn't it? Mm. Have you seen that they, um, have you seen the technicality on which they're saying that they didn't breach profit and sustainability at Forest, which was they could have sold Brennan Johnson by the end of the financial year, so at the very end of the three-year cycle, which would be June the 30th, I presume. But by hanging on and selling him at the end of the window to Spurs, they got about 12 or 13 million pounds more. So their argument is they were trying to comply with the spirit of profit and sustainability by waiting to not sell him. And I think the the response to that is undoubtedly going to be, maybe you shouldn't have let it get to like Mm. the 11th hour. It's like like revising for an exam on the morning, isn't it? And also, if you get it, what, what if Brennan Johnson breaks his leg and you can't sell him at all? Do you still say, well, we were going to sell him for more, but then he got injured? That's what Everton tried so to you do. Can't, wasn't it? Yeah. We were going to sell Tosun for fifty million pounds, but then the COVID, and then oh, no one wanted to buy him because because he's not worth that, of the bloody yeah. virus. Yeah. I do enjoy the Forest fans looking at this and going, "I mean, we have signed half of it. <laughs> it's kind of hard to argue with, isn't it?" Yeah, I mean, they've got a number of players in the squad who've played like four games from, and they've yeah. gone. And they're World Cup winners. <laughs> yeah, we need another one now. And Just Ever- keep getting someone else. Everton's argument as well is they've already been partly judged on um, some of this profit and sustainability, mm. like two years worth of it. But now this is a new... So the first year drops off and then the more recent year drops on. So they're saying it's double jeopardy. You can't do us twice for it. I do sort of see the point that if you've got if you've got a first year that's really bad, you're probably going to get charged for it three times because if you've... Well, not necessarily. It, it's you're hard given, to recover the... But you're given two years then to, to correct it, aren't you? So you sell everybody mm. and get back in line with it. Mm. Yeah, that's when Everton were going to the Premier League. Can we sign this guy? And the Premier League were like, are you, you sure? You can, can you do it. You do yeah. know that if, you know, if this goes wrong, idiots. Good. Anyway, should we hear what they think of Pochettino? Let's. And Poch's in-game management to take off Enzo is absolutely... He's a terrorist of the club, mate. Terrorist. I'm inclined to agree, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm starting to notice a theme. All terrorists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every single one of them. Super. Super. I'm, I'm glad they're not having a nice time. It's the same applies to Man United as well. Um, just can't quite get their act together. Can't accept that they're not good anymore. Good. Yeah, I did listen to some scum stuff. I mean, the, the point at home to Spurs is quite good for them these days, isn't it? Mm. An, inv- an injury-ravaged Spurs, they're like, did well. Good point. Um, well, this is Manchester United. Anyway, where now then, Michael? What we got? Do you want to um, do you want to hear what we had to say about Luke Ayling? Okay, many want, many many years. Do ago. Do we really want to do this? Well, I went back just because he, he left. It was all emotional and stuff on it. 
was I, thought, I, was I not on the show at this point? Was it was this when I was busy working? Yeah. Doing an actual job. Well, apparently. Yeah. You say doing an actual job. Oh, so I, so us, I can sit here and listen to this and critique it and just say, oh, the rest cool. of us were doing an actual job yep. and then doing this in the evening. You were just working in the evening. Right. Not really. Not really an actual job. But yeah, this is very infrequent. So in the first part of this podcast, we covered off the entire Steve Evans era, more oh, or less, because okay. we've gone through the process of having him saying, I, I said I'd have just kept him because I didn't think we were going to get anyone else. But then as it turned out, we did get Gary Monk. Mm. And it was like, we we're in the start of the season here with Gary Monk where things weren't going brilliantly. But we had just beaten Sheffield Wednesday. So there was like a little a little sign of things of things improving. You've got Moscow hosting. Right. You've got Eamon calling in from Ireland on here as well. Um, and this is the first time we talked about our new signing, Luke Ayling, who had played two or three games by this point. Luke Ayling? Luke Luke from Bristol. It sounds, it's gone a little bit um, blind date. Luke from Bristol. Michael, what do you think? <laughs> Am I our Graham for an update? Uh, I, I, I really like him. I mean, I know you the blame's been pinned on him slightly for uh, defending at corners but he looks really good he's a lot of players we signed seem to struggle to begin with and like look a bit I don't know a bit overwhelmed by Ellen Road and stuff but he just came into it and looked like he'd been here for years so yeah really, I, I think he's really good Do you miss Sam Byram even at all? Yeah of course I do of course I do you're always <laughs> going to have that aren't you but you know just because you've just because you've split up doesn't mean you can't have new girlfriends Amen. Yeah he seems good I'm, I haven't seen him uh in the flesh, so to speak, but uh, he's get, he's getting good reports. Although uh, when Berardi comes back, should he come back, that'll be interesting because Berardi was one of our best players last season. See, so I, I prefer him to Berardi. Strength in depth. Why? He gets forward more. Uh, looks a bit more. Um, I don't know. Berardi's just very solid. He doesn't look like he's ever going to create anything from from right back. I would say that when Berardi comes back, I think it's going to be a battle royale between these two because. Luke has kind of swaggered into the team with a bit of uh, almost a savage-esque air. On his debut, he looked like he'd play, he was playing like his 100th game for Leeds United. Tall, ponytail, confident, don't give a fuck. Berardi will not care for that in a player in his position. <laughs> I've, I foresee total war, essentially, in which we will probably all be the sufferers. God bless you all. So young, so full of hope. You sounded almost optimistic at points there, so <laughs> I mean, now we've got Sam Byron back as well, which is the great thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed the mention of him there. It really threw me that. I was trying to work out what year we're in now and what year it was then. <laughs> yeah, they got to overlap a little bit. When was that? That was... Roughly episode number-ish. Can you remember? Or? Oh, episode number-ish, no idea. Ages ago. Ages ago. Oh, yeah. It was when Luke Ayling signed yeah. and, and uh, Gary Monk was in charge. Mm -hmm. 2016. Okay. 16, is that right? Yeah, that's when I was up in Newcastle, so yeah. Yeah, but right. it, was, it was good, I, I think. It was a, a correctish assessment. He gets forward. He looked like he didn't suffer the pressure of playing for Leeds. Was that in your scouting days before your coaching days? Yeah. Well, I was doing a bit of both. Still do. Still do. I can still take one look at a player and be like... Yeah. Just no. Just no. Yeah. Just no. Right. So, um, what else have we got? Well, I did go back and try to find some old ailing stuff. Not an awful lot, really, before his time at Leeds. There's him doing an interview when he scored his first ever goal mm -hmm. for Yeovil. Which is quite sweet. It's just it's just young Luke Ayling. He's just he's just very he's very billish on all of the clips. It's the nice thing. He's just got a cheeky cheeky look about him. There's uh, there's a clip of him playing for while playing for Bristol. There's, he's doing a quiz. Um, he does struggle with a question about rivers. Someone asks him what's the longest river in the world. Do you know what his answer is? Go on. Go on. 
Thames. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly has a thing and just goes, do I know any rivers? No. The Thames? The Thames? No. The Thames. And then as he goes through the rounds, because he gets through the first, the first round of this, it's like a head-to-head squad quiz competition. And he gets through against Mark Little, who is Joe Mangle, I believe. Yeah, from Neighbours. Uh, in Neighbours. Yeah. And then by part time part two comes around, I don't know if they've been quite light of the questions. There's there's a weird fascination with what country cars are from. Like what how, are they from a single country? Well, you know, as in like Volvo is yeah. one of the questions. Ailing thinks Volvos are made in uh, an English car company as well. Right. But by the time he gets around two, one of the questions is the nine eleven tragedy occurred in which year? Right. And you think Bristol, Bristol, keep it. Yeah. We're doing a fluff piece for YouTube. It's meant to be like a, a bit of a laugh, is this? Yeah, that, that, that kind of brings the mood down a bit, doesn't it? Like? A little bit, yeah. He got it right, though. Yeah. Did get it right. Um, but he lost out, sadly, to Bill to, to um, Aaron Wilbraham. Right. Which is a shame. Oh, sad day um, for football, then. Yeah, yeah. But you can see, it, when it comes to the final, looks like a glorious day on, I, I guess, his Bristol's training ground. You can see Bill in the background with his, his hat and sunglasses on. It looks like he's just stumbled out of a festival. He always had that vibe to him, though, didn't he? Yeah. He doesn't like James Bay or something, though, doesn't he? Yeah, that's his James Bay. Yeah, correct. Correct. But yeah, he was there to see Marlon Pack win. Oh. It was a great, a great moment. Wow. There we go, then. I did also try to find some borough people talking about Luke Hailing. Andy Campbell was pleased to have signed him, but you know. So what? I just thought, is it worth a clip? Probably not. It's <laughs> just him going, yeah, <laughs> he'll, he's, be he's, good signing. he'll be a good signing. You yeah. go, yeah, he will. Look after him for us yeah. and all that. Yeah. Well, there you go. Is that propaganda wrapped up for this week? That'll do. What else have we got this week? Because we've got, oh, we've got Midweek Madness next week, haven't we? That's going to be good fun. When we have to stay in Leeds for a full week. Yeah, we don't have to. We can't, we can't even leave the office. Yep. We've just got to stay here and keep talking about Leeds and hopefully entertain you a little bit along the way. So thanks for joining us on this one uh, on Propaganda. And we will speak to you next time. See you in a bit. The Square Ball Podcast. 